And this episode of Hatrick Hockey is brought to you by our good friends over at Clarou and Son Roofing. These guys are the kings of roofing, Tristan, like we say, the kings of roofing. These guys last summer alone, over 25,000 bundles of shingles done. They're fully insured. They offer free estimates. The work they do is incredible, and they always get the job done right the first time. So be sure to hit up the boys over at Clarou and Son Roofing because, like we always say, when you want your roof done, call Clarou and Son, baby. Mm-hmm. Don't And what is going on, everybody out there? All of you buttes and beauties, it is episode number 143 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. If you like my sweater, Tristan shirt there, just smash the link on the post. It'll bring you right into our merch store for you to collect all of your sweet HTH merch. And here, as always, inside Windsor Laser Cutting Studios with my buddy Tristan inside Barker Builds, as always. What's up, brother? It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a been a while, but uh, I enjoyed the short hiatus. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I think I watched one Stanley Cup final game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, aside from that, been playing ball hockey. Took a nice shot in the back of the arm that left a big welt. Looks like I got shot by a paintball bear skin. Come on. Uh, but um, oh yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Uh, and then uh, next week I am gone for the entirety of the week because me and my dad are going on fishing trip with my uncle Jason up north, and uh, yeah, something that's been uh in the works for some time now, and uh, I'm happy we finally get to get away and do it. Just a guy's trip. Hell yeah. So mm-hmm. where are you going to? So it's a small town uh, called Manetteville. And if anyone knows where North Bay is, it's on Lake Nipissing. It's okay. about an hour and 10 minutes south of there, just near the French River as it feeds into Lake Nipissing on the west arm. Oh, uh, okay. and Actually, we're not going to be fishing that. We're going to be fishing some of the smaller back lakes bodies of water since they're less fished. Uh, and therefore, the fish get larger and likely more likely to strike as opposed to a main lake you're going to catch a lot of small hammer handle pike and stuff like that what we want is like 12 plus pound pike like some quality we want big fish big boys yeah we do and uh fishing is one of my like favorite pastimes i do it a lot uh i don't know if i call myself an avid fisherman i don't have any sort of highlight reel things I, i got some nice fish in my time uh I like to think I know what I'm doing out there on the water anyway. And uh, even if you don't catch fish, honestly, uh, I encourage people who kind of say like, well, isn't it boring? But like, honestly, the best part of fishing is just being out there, uh, mm-hmm. taking in the fresh air, looking at the lake, looking at the sun. You know, when you get up at 6.30 a.m. and there's a mist across the lake, like it really is like, as they call it, God's country. Like you really just see the the wonderful world as it is you know mm-hmm. yeah dude i'm i need to do more of that man just get out and just listen ant outdoor me and you man we'll go on a we'll plan a trip next year we'll you get know, up do some fishing and even if we did even if we did something around here i know a couple buddies that run fishing charters i could probably get us out on the boat with them okay yeah i i love like like i said lake st Clair. uh it's a great fishery especially for um i go fishing for muskie uh, so oh, okay. does my dad and uh you know the top 
uh, the apex predator of the water. And uh, there's some big ones in St. Clair, but uh, this is going to sound really stupid, but like I prefer the color pattern of the fish up north. Uh, just in that coffee stain, they call it oligotrophic lakes. Uh, it's it's very dark and cool, aesthetically looking uh, fish as opposed to St. Clair's uh, eutrophic slash mesotrophic lake, which means that it's very, um, the fish are like sandy colored. They're not mm. as like, they don't look as healthy, quote unquote, even though they're, they can be bigger. I just prefer, you know, you're away from it all. Mm-hmm. It's you in the water. And as much as it is as a big lake, most of the main lake gets fished. And even when we're on the west arm, you might see one boat on the day. Really? Eh? Maybe two. And it's and it's just beautiful. Quiet, pristine, still waters. And the whole week we're going up. I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. But uh, uh, hopefully, as of right now, it's forecasted to be like 79 and sunny every day. Wow. Sounds and like it's a perfect week. The flies haven't come out yet. We got ourselves, we just picked up a motor this week. We got ourselves a nice little uh, Lumacraft boat. Great time. But enough about that. Anything new in your life before we jump into the hockey? Or Well, let's put it this way. Our weeks are going to look a lot different, obviously. Um... <laughs> oh, no. There's way more on the fun side. Um, well, so... we're both going to be doing a lot of sitting. So Yeah, except I'm going to be sitting with ice and uh so i'm getting snipped so this being thursday i'm getting snipped friday so by the time everybody listens to this i will be neutered and it it, uh yeah i just you know i just don't want to have any more kids i have three so this is probably the easiest way to shut her down in the easiest and quickest way rather than you know it's easier for us to get snipped than it is for the like woman to go in and have the tubes tied and stuff like that so it's easier for us all right, taking so, one for the team. Yeah, so I'm going to go in and get her done. I'm a little nervous about it. I'm not nervous on the aspect of the of it being done. Right. I'm, like, nervous on the aspect of, like, whatever. I'll just come out and say it. it's my balls they're working on. I can't get over the fact that it's my balls. I, like, I don't care that I'm having surgery. I don't care that they're going to shove a needle into my stuff. Uh, like whatever to numb me, it's the fact that where they're working, I can't get over it. So, but I've had so many buddies are like, dude, it's nothing. They're like, the worst part is after <laughs> they're like, when the, when the numbing wears off, they're like your first day or two, I guess they say is really bad. Yeah. So, but I guess all guys are different and stuff oh. like that too. So I've been hit by hockey pucks, baseballs and everything. So I'm going to yeah. assume that that pain is probably worse than what I'm going to endure tomorrow knowing we'll that see. I'm going to be numb, right? So everybody hey. says the worst part is the, is the freezing. Once you're numb, it's you're, you're smooth sailing. So we'll uh we'll let us know on say a prayer we'll recap me, of the everybody. events after but uh, yes. so I'm happy episode. to say that that's not going to happen to me for many many years and hopefully several children later, so mm-hmm. I don't look forward to that. But I hope it goes well for you. That being said, bro, Stanley so Cup champion has been awarded. Yes. The Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions, first time mm-hmm. in team history, six years it took them. Um, just they just completely dominated, man. It was just 
<laughs> Florida thought they were going to come in and bully them. Yeah, well. is Because that's kind of what they did in the first few rounds, right? Like, they came in and they bullied teams. They came back. No, they made Toronto points. look terrible. Go- fucking Gudis was just running around the ice doing his thing. Um, It was just mayhem. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. When they went into the finals and they met up with the Vegas Golden Knights, they're not only are they fast, they're big. And they're <laughs> they experienced. Both, yes, they're experienced. They'll hit. They're riding a hot goalie. Just everything was on. Just everything was just maxed. And yeah. it, But the thing is, though, is I will say Florida played through some significant injuries. There was some really bad injuries that they had. Oh, was it? Kachuk so, had like a cracked sternum and yeah, five a, broken ribs. It was a like cracked sternum and five broken ribs. Um, I guess Gudis had a high ankle sprain. Ekblad Ek- had both shoulders dislocated. Yeah, he had two shoulder locations and he had something else too. Um, they were they were beat up, man. But yeah, for like them, a high ankle sprain or something, right? Yeah, Wasn't it something like that? But for them to go in there is fuck to to just go in they they were limping let's face it <laughs> but vegas congrats yep crazy congratulations man. uh what are your thoughts on the con Smythe trophy winner that, that was marsh marsh so yeah marsh so yeah i thought it was either going to be him eichel or hill one of the like I said, Eichel and Hill online, but in the yeah. back of my mind, Marshall Soul was there too. But he was—he's one of the original Golden Knights, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So that was actually—I remember the day because I—I thought that was that was first when I started getting into like the transitions or transaction side of hockey. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying, like the behind the scenes and uh, watching the just how that first draft played out, Florida gifted them in order to protect Jared McCann, a guy they would later get rid of. And uh who is the tall guy there? Oh. Uh, he won a cup with Pittsburgh. Uh, something with a G. Not uh, uh Nick Bukestad, sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, so they protected those two young guys and they in order to do that, they said, "All right, don't take these guys. We'll give you both both Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. And guess guess who the team was? Florida. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Another thing, too, man, Mark Stone, what a performance in that clinching game. Good old Marky. Not Mark a hat Stone. trick. Little trivia for you, see how much you were paying attention to the game. Mm-hmm. When is the last time there was a hat trick in a Stanley Cup clinching game? Wasn't it like 1933 or something? It's ridiculously. 20, it was a. It was 29? like 22, I think. It was 101 22. years. 101 years ago. Oh my gosh! Isn't that crazy? So that was the last time. Really? Someone, yeah. That was. It was a Toronto guy, I believe, and it was the last. That was the last time someone wow. put up a hat trick in a Stanley Cup clinching game. That's incredible. I. I. I that's a crazy stat. Yeah. That's a crazy so, style. There's been because I can think of about like five two goal games. Like mm-hmm. I remember Tarasenko a couple of years ago. Um who was it? Tampa, I think point had two for sure. But anyway. Wow. Yeah. Mark Stone. And going back, uh, just to uh wind it wind it back just a little bit. 
Uh, when it comes to the Con Smythe winner, I honestly thought, like, yeah, of all the things, like, he he led the league in goals, Marshall for playoffs and stuff like that. But, like, you know what the crazy thing is, is he finished tied in the league for playoff points with Leon Dreisaitl. Or playoff goals, playoff yeah. goals. Uh, that's crazy, considering Leon Dreisaitl got eliminated back in round two. Like, yeah, I know. Almost a imagine, month ago now. Imagine he would have played two more rounds. We're talking like 25, maybe 30 goals. Yeah. Which would be but, a record. But anyway. 100%. Or wait. Yeah, I think the record is like 27. Still, though. That's a lot of fucking goals. Anyway. Uh, I honestly thought Hill should have got it. He carried them. Yeah. Since that first round when they realized, okay, Hill's going to be our guy carried them the whole know. way carried them that save know. he made remember the save he made oh, the with the stick? the stick oh my yeah, gosh that was crazy you want to know who that who just the way he played the whole run kind of reminded me of jordan bennington guy that just kind of comes out of nowhere and just fucking yeah you're stands right on his head but, you but know see, what I mean? bennington, the they knew what they had in bennington because they called them up midway through the season remember that year they were dead last Mm-hmm. And they got Bennington, and they went on a regular season tear. Hill Hill kind of reminds me of, uh, oh, who was that guy? Well, I guess it'd be just a similar. Uh, he, but he ended up losing in the final that year. Um, or in the conference final, uh, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar with Ottawa. Your brother would know about him, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. Just a the guy you yeah, the Hamburglar. That's what they call them. Andrew Hammond, <laughs> one hit wonder, had one great year, like insane. Like he had a nine forty five second half of the season, and then the playoffs he had like a nine thirty. But they they lost. Uh, that was the year they lost. Um, that was did, early run in Pittsburgh. But did you see um, Kessel's interview? After, oh. Like Phil, what he can do? He's like looking around. No, but he's like, I imagine it's probably going to be a pretty good party tonight. And then he's like, Yeah, I, I did. Like, what do you, what are you going to do or whatever? He's like, My goal is to not throw up. <laughs> That's what he said. I'll, I'll be honest. This is, uh, and you could see the numbers speak for it. Thirty, I think it was thirty-five or forty percent less viewership than last year. I know, but that's the thing, right? I. To be completely honest, I contributed to that number. I think I watched game one, and then I was like, "Yeah, I think wins wins." I had nothing, no nothing invested. You didn't watch in game My bracket five? was busted. I honestly didn't slaughter. care. It just made me mad because last year I was like, I Vegas just dropped to I think like my second least favorite team in the league right now. <laughs> And that might sound stupid to everyone who's listening, but I don't know. It just is like, like, come on. They've only been in the league six years. They had the, the expansion draft handed to them on a platter. Like, they their, their whole strategy of how they've made this team makes me mad because it's not how you're supposed to. They literally mortgaged their entire future. Like, they have nothing, nothing left three really? years down the road from now. But they won their cup. And it makes me mad that I work for them because there's been other teams that tried to do that with aging players and it didn't work out. 
Yeah, but now Detroit how long... in their later years, remember? Mm-hmm. Detroit sacrificed such a good potential of rebuilding early just to try and win that last cup, and it didn't work out with these older guys. Now it worked for Vegas because he got guys like Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo. They're winning their cups again. That's two for uh, Peter Angelo now, but mm. anyway. Yeah, but how long is it going to take them to crawl out of that hole now, though? Also, cup numero trois for Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Congratulations to him. And number f- – oh, wait, was Phil on that 2011 Boston team or no? No, Phil has two in Pittsburgh and one in one now in Vegas. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Phil's so third, that's too. Okay. And then I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who's – Multi-time winners. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Mark Stone, he no, he Mark Stone was with Ottawa for most of it, and then did Mark Stone come from Ottawa to Vegas? I feel like he might have. Yeah, I think he did. I forget how that all played out. I'm just drawing a blank right now. But anyway, congrats to Vegas. Uh, I'm not happy for you, but congratulations. You've won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. You get to hold that title for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Maybe they repeat next year. I doubt it. We'll see what they do with Hayden Hill. I think Aiden Hill is a free agent. Could be wrong, but. Oh, he's going to get paid. But yeah, what do you do? No. What do you do with a guy like that? Do you just sign him on a bridge deal? Well, what is he? He's 27. Yeah, but I mean, just so that's not like beginner's luck type deal like you know what i mean sign oh, a shorter deal he's i almost guarantee you he's never gonna be putting this performance up again in a well, playoff, that's what i mean but... that's why i was i'm saying it's probably safer to sign him to a smaller deal yeah because his track record indicates like usually good players who can sustain like for instance carry price right mm-hmm. very linear progression and development right yeah, you look at a guy like Aiden Hill. It's like this. Yeah, it's kind of up and down. Yeah, all of a sudden it skyrockets this year. That's a red flag yeah. for overpayment. Oh, career year, shocker! Look at the JT Miller deal. You yeah. really think the Canucks want to be paying him nine mil for the next seven years? <laughs> oh, they had to because yeah. he had a career year. Bo yeah. Horvat, career year, goes to the island. Does nothing. Oh, that deal. That deal's gonna be an ugly one three years from now. Let oh. me tell you. Eight <laughs> oh, and a half. Please. Yikes. That's a big price tag. They're saying that speaking of Ottawa, they're saying that the freaking cat there is gonna possibly be a Red Wing. That he the the Red Wings are on the list because they're right. his hometown and, team. In Vegas, Florida, St. Louis. And, but he also said that Detroit was a spot that he was willing to give a little bit of a deal to go because it's his hometown team. Right, and I just saw that also Ottawa moved for salary arbitration with him. Mm-hmm. Who so did? I don't Ottawa? know how that – I don't know how it works. So if they trade him before the salary arbitration date, does he still go to arbitration with his new club, or is that nullified once he's traded? I'm not sure, but I would think that they would just be done now that he's going to a new club. Right, but it has to do with his agent in the club, Correct. Yes, because he but he would be in arbitration with Ottawa, not Detroit. So I you that's would think true that, because the deal that, changes. Yeah, so you would think that when he goes, because he could have a six year deal with Ottawa, but if Eisman wants to throw him eight, why are we in arbitration? 
Or no, sorry, am I speaking incorrectly now? I think they just qualified him. I don't know if there was a couple other players qualified to go to go to arbitration if he wants to type deal. No, no, no. He's qualified, meaning they tendered him an offer that if he doesn't sign by a certain date, he he must accept that, and it's it's uh uh whatever percent increase. If they file for arbitration, that's up to I think a fifteen percent decrease in pay or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's an X amount of percentages in there, uh, but. Anyway, I would love, love, love if Eisman went after Alex Dabrinkit. I just want Eisman, like, and Frank Valley was reported as saying it and quoted, Steve Eisman's going to be busy this offseason. I hope he is. This is a pivotal. Oh, and yeah, don't he, even get he me has started. To be, he has to be aggressive. Well, the real, like, the reality is, and we saw this also with the moves we're going to talk about with Columbus and other teams, mm-hmm. they're showing their hand. They're done waiting. Teams want to be better. They realize, okay, Here's where we're going to start to see other teams fall off in our conference or division. Boom, Boston, probably taking a hard nose dive in the standings. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're coming up on it. It's pretty soon. What do they got? They got one or two more years left of Vassy, and then no more Vasilevsky. Stamkos, we'll see what he does after next year. Stuff like that. We'll see lots of question marks for some of these big teams that have been good for a while. Toronto, what do they do with the core? Do they actively stick gone. with it? We'll see. Where they have a new GM. He claims the core will stay the same. He could also trade three of them. We don't know. And remember, this is the same guy that dealt Matthew Kachuk. Exactly. So he's not afraid to send away a young star to try and get experience, although it failed horribly in that case. Yeah. We'll see. Huberdeau is the kind of player he could have a rebound here. With yeah, that team behind him. You never know. Next year, we could have a 110-point Cougar again. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's got the right pieces. Columbus, let's talk about the moves they just made. So, I'll talk about the first move they go out and do. It was a three-way trade uh, for purposes of, I'll just get them out of the way. L.A., all they got was some AHL players and retaining salary. So, it's mainly between Philly and Columbus. So, Philadelphia acquires... From L.A., Cal Peterson, Sean Walker, the Blue Jackets 2023 first-round pick, the Blue Jackets 2024 second-round pick, conditional, and the Kings 2024 second-round pick. In exchange, they gave away two AHL players to L.A., Kevin Connaughton, Hayden Hodgson, and Columbus acquires Ivan Provorov. Now... Provorov, mind you, had a rough year. Philadelphia, their whole decor did, all right? They're coaching. Sorry, John Tortorella, but there's a reason you're tired in the first place. <laughs> I mean, he came back and lackluster performance, nothing. And now Philly, they're not afraid. They're trading people away. Provorov's the first of those uh, to fall. Mm-hmm. I think Hart's Next will be Carter Hart. Yeah, right? I'm just gonna, yeah, for sure. Travis Konechny, possibly. Young right winger. Who knows? Probably but get a nice Ivan, haul for him, too. Exactly. Ivan Provorov, we'll see how he does. I think he could have a rebound here with Columbus because they made another move, and they were involved in a sign-and-trade with... One second, I'm going to pull this up here. The New Jersey Devils, mm-hmm. in which uh, I believe they gave up... I don't. Did they give up a first? I don't know. 
I don't have it doesn't display to me the trade here. Uh, but anyway, I know for a fact Columbus got in the sign and trade Damon Severson and signed him eight years, six point two five. Money, 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 money. Yeah, Damon gets <laughs> Damon gets paid, but I I I saw him as being like a kind of a bridge deal. Like if he hit the open market, I could see him getting like four years at five mil, but like, dude, that's a big payment. Here's the thing. I'm all for bridge deals. Yeah. I'm all uh, for it bridge also deals. gives you I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't care if it's Austin Matthews. Here, you want to sign a four year deal? Nine million, ten million a year, or whatever. Here, fuck you go, Matthews. Yeah, like I know, but nine he million? Wants, no, he. I'm just, I'm just speaking. He wants closer to double that amount no, than he I does know. nine. He, I'm, I'm guessing. What do you think he he's gonna get? Oh, his asking price is probably thir- no. fourteen. What do you think he's gonna get? I'm gonna say twelve and a half. Depends. He's getting, Give me a scenario. Is he traded or no? no. Does he stay with Toronto? Staying. No? No? Staying. 14 million. Okay, leaving. 13. Actually, I don't know. It could be more. It could be even take... like 14.2 or so. It could get ridiculous. It could get nutty real quick, especially if the cap goes up. No, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody should be paid more than Connor and Uncle Leo. To be fair, that was signed when the cap hit was... No, I know, but I'm saying, though, no one should make more than those guys. Especially Connor. McKinnon currently does, correct? Yes. Okay. McKinnon, he's repping a C. So is McDavid. McKinnon or McDavid, who are you taking? What situation are we looking at? All around. It's just, this is like the time that guy was like interviewed and it's like Steph Curry or Iguodala the Martians have the death beam pointed at earth I want Iguodala no I just I'm gonna mean... be that same guy who takes the player who's ranked lower mm-hmm. if it's game seven you're in triple OT you want this guy on the ice to score the goal I want Nathan McKinnon I guess he has he has the better shot right what's well and what's the what's his name uh the Patrick Waugh quote I'm sorry I couldn't hear him. I had my two Stanley Cup rings yeah. in my ear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Who's got a ring? Who doesn't? For now. Listen. <laughs> Edmonton's right? on the Colorado. Brink. Edmonton's on the brink. McKinnon has Miko Rantanen. All right? In my opinion, like, shout out all you Avs fans. I would kill to have Miko Rantanen on the yeah, Red Wings. Sure. He is my favorite right winger in the league. That guy can score goals pure, clean. His snapshot, wrist shot, he's deadly. His one-timer. The guy was built to score goals. What is he? 6-2. Built on a good I've seen frame. a goal of his this past year. It was an empty netter, so it wasn't, but whatever. But he, he <laughs> took a wrist shot from yeah. his end and put it bar down. Yeah, I know. From his Anthony, end. Like, he has a pure like, sniper. Like, like Leo, uh, Leon Dreisaitl is supposedly better than him. So, and McDavid is better than both of those guys. Well, they don't have a cup. I know. Part of that, I think, is coaching. I think their coach looks like a tool, but. Kim Jong Batman, like fucking Biz always says on Chicklets. It's King fucking Kim Jong Batman. But I don't know, man. We'll see. 
We'll definitely see what's up, but I hope I expect I I, I hope Eiserman is active. Oh baby. And we have yeah, lots we, of room. We have we, lots of room. So we have the most room, I think, aside from Columbus. Yeah. Or no, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. We have thirty three yeah. million in cap space. But Chicago's getting the fucking first overall pick too, that they get to pay him three or four years on an entry level deal at fucking league minimum too. Yeah. Can they attach like Oh yeah, there's salary bonuses to that. Like you they get just X can't exceed goals, a certain limit. Get X, okay, so he's gonna max out anyways. But yeah, he'll probably get what I I forget what the max is right now. It's it's I think it's nine fifty. Before we leave Columbus, mm-hmm. I don't know if we brought it up last show, but Babcock is expected to be named head coach July one. <laughs> I'm not that sure. Is... The I'm complete not... wrong decision. Did you see Commodore? Did you see his uh, video? Mike Commodore? Yeah. What Commodore. about him? Look up his video when he found out Mike Babcock got hired. It's. I take it he was thrilled. It's gnarly, man. He does well because we know that he doesn't hold back. <laughs> They obviously like right. Commie doesn't like him, but oh, he always is commenting yeah, online. But... He sounded off. Well, I'll so. say this. You are a young and rebuilding team, and you pick a win-now gritty coach who's known to literally make young players feel like garbage. Okay. Sure, sure, Yarmo Kekalainen. You just did an absolute trash move. Everything you've done in the rebuild means nothing now because you're going to fire him six months in when you guys, again, are bottom five in the league. What do you do? Kind of like that girl going after the bad boy, like I could change him. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, right? It's kind of like that right now, right? No, am I right? Yeah. Well, he he's won cups. Yeah. He he is a winner. I'll give him that. He's won a Two. cup. Who Two. else? Won one in Anaheim too. Look it up. Look it up. He wasn't already with the Wings. No, he won one in Anaheim. He was with Anaheim the year before he became believe, a cup champ with the Wings. Was, I believe he was an assistant. Look so the, his first year as a coach, he won the cup with the Wings? I never knew that. What? So what year did... 07, Anaheim won the cup. So hold on. I'll look up Mike Babcock, Stanley Cups. Yeah, I don't... If so, I, I never knew that he won the cup as a first year. So, it was, I thought he wanted as an assistant. No, okay, I was wrong. Dash one, eh? Told you. Yeah, okay. So he got yeah, that's what win. I thought, Ant. He was head coach in 05-06, man. Not, yeah, that's right, Ant. Yeah, Boom. he signed with the... Don't, don't, listen, Red Wings history, don't come at me on that, okay? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, right. But, buddy. He, uh, Ow. but he has Both won, like, counter. Olympic golds, world, like, championships and stuff, so he is a winner. But like I said, if he's going to come in and... 
I can't see him changing that much though. But if he's coming in and his kind of attitudes kind of change and he knows the kind of team that he's going into and right. Um, it's kind of a good situation for him to be going into because let's face it with this team expectations not that high right now. So it's kind of a Yeah, except when you go out and get two defensemen to be your top pair D men for the year. Yeah, I know, but still, well, you gotta start somewhere. Expectations starting to build. Yeah, but you it's got not... Patrick Liney, Johnny Gaudreau. Come on, hello, Kent Johnson as a rookie. Fair enough. He's gotta get better. Cole Sillinger. Adam Boakfist. Elvis Merzlikens, like, and they're they what order or what number are they drafting to? So they're gonna have that draft pick too. They're in oh. they're gonna the top five pick, don't they? Are they six? Something like that, top ten I, at least. But still, then they got that high draft pick coming too. I think so. there's six because they're in between Washington and um, who picks five? Montreal, I think. Right? I don't. You're asking me, dude. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I don't know. Have you Columbus been? Is, but, we're gonna we're gonna have to reach sense, out to Lee. Right? We're gonna have to reach out. Yeah, in in that discussion Lee. though, have you? Like the draft is in two weeks. Yeah. Have you personally looked at anything? Or no, no. Okay. <laughs> I usually won't do that until it gets like in inside a week, kind of, and then I'll start. No, really? Yeah. Man, oh I man. Don't... Especially being a Wings I, fan, I would have been. That's why I got you, dog. Yeah, well. Because yeah, you're all over that shit. Uh, you want to hear my honest opinion? Shoot. The Detroit Red Wings, with their ninth pick, they are either not staying at nine and trading up into the top five, or they trade that pick for a player. I do not believe they keep pick nine. No, that's probably... But if they okay, let's say they trade that, what caliber player can they get for a ninth overall pick? Well, they're gonna attach more. Yeah, but I mean, just to mean like, what kind of guy would come back in it? Like, let's say, like, who would be a good trading partner? Just one for one, I would go, boom, Nikolai Ehlers, ninth overall pick exchange from Winnipeg. If I oh, say, okay. hey, knock knock, Kyle Connor, I go, okay. all right. Ninth overall, right? The the Boston first round we have last year or next year rather. Two seconds from this year, because we have three in a row, mm-hmm. and a prospect like Cross, Hannes, or Albert Johansson. Yeah, it's a lot, but guess what? The Wings need scoring. They need to score it desperately. They got to make the salary cap floor. You're not doing that with another rookie. You're you're not going to sign for a year. The free agent class this year is crap, if you look through it. There's no one you could look at that makes sense for the wings at forward. So any forwards they're getting this year. Or ninth overall, you say, okay, ninth overall, uh, second rounder and a guy like, we'll say Cross Hannes, Alex Dabrinkit. I'd take Hellebuck, too. No. Why not? He's a free agent in a year. Oh, okay, so just grab him in a year. Well, you got money, man. Steve Eisenman's smart like that. Yeah. I just feel like we need to adjust. And I could also look like a complete idiot when they trade for him. But I think if we're trading for a goalie, it's not going to be the third-year-old veteran. It's going to be Carter Hart. Yeah. Someone young and fucking lots of career left. They can sign to a long-term deal. Yeah, and potential. Lock in. Hellebuck is what he is right now. 
Yeah, he's a top yeah. five goalie in the league, but he's 30. Yeah, for sure. Carter Hart's what, 23? Like, that's crazy young. For a goalie to already be in the league a couple of years at that young of an age, it's unheard of. Most goalies come in where he is right now. Yeah. The average age for a goalie to start in the NHL, I think, is like 24. So <laughs> this guy's below average, and he's already been in the league three years. Like, he played games, as a, I think, as a 19-year-old. That's me in net. First thing pros. That's crazy. Anyhow, <laughs> what else you got lined up? Um, tree leaving. Grab Shane Doan to be in the office. I thought that That's, was a good move. It's a great move. That's Shane a good Doan, hockey mind. Shane Doan is a, you know what? Not only is a great hockey mind, he's a class act. Mm-hmm. Do you think and, he just got sick of the shit in fucking Arizona? I think... Every player on Arizona is sick of the shit in Arizona. <laughs> Why would you want to play for that team? Why would you want to play for that team? Name one reason. No, I know. I hear it. The and, and don't don't BS me on this. Don't like there's the no reason. The weather. Okay. Go play for Florida. <laughs> who's just in the cup final or Tampa. Yeah, true. They're also tax free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know everybody likes to go to those tax-free. I don't, dude. Though. I would rather play in San Jose, who is gonna about to go through a very long, lengthy rebuild. You know why? They just seem like a nicer, more fun organization. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the desert. Like I, I don't want to film an episode of the Breaking Bad here. I want to play hockey. Like, yeah, they need to just get that fucking team out of Arizona, dude. The 73s. I love the 73s. All right, one of the best locker rooms in the league. They make the locker room at Mullet Arena look like a joke. Mm-hmm. So, someone just signed a big, and that's why you want to play for the threes, everybody. <laughs> Legendary organization, which we have to talk about them soon. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes, for sure. Um, last thing before we get to them, you said there was an eight-year, seven point nine for Brat, right? Yes, thank you for bringing that up and reminding me. Yes, for Brat. Uh, or brat, whatever, however people want to say it. Uh, yes, I say brat, because I'm a dummy. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you're not a dummy. Uh, yes, brat, sixty-three million for eight years, so seven point eight seven five, seven point nine. Get paid, up, he gets paid. Yeah, that's one of the RFAs checked off the list for New Jersey. Now they're moving for salary arbitration with Timo Meyer. Yeah, I've seen that. So. Uh, Timo, I think his qualifying offers 10 mil. So basically what that means is they can reduce it down to about, well, 15%. So eight and a half. Can someone offer sheet him? Not with arbitration. I don't believe so. Okay. That's only when the, when he's just restricted, right? Right. Restricted and qualified. Okay. And All he's on the open market. Confuses there. me, man. That's. Too many rules and shit. And then there's picks compensation. So if, so say someone wants to get, uh, they sign him for uh, anywhere over three years uh, at a cap hit where his qualifying offer would be. So let's say it's eight and a half for three years, right? Mm-hmm. Or four or five or even a max deal. It's the next four years of first round picks unprotected. So you could do that. It's also idiocy because you could probably get him for cheaper in a trade. Mm-hmm. So offer sheeting a guy like that 
not really something you want to be looking at. If you're going to offer sheet someone, it's generally the guys who are making around three, four million dollars or projected to, and the team's in cap trouble. New Jersey has neither of those. So uh, I think Jersey will get him signed at a pretty good deal. I think they can nail him down to right around eight million. Maybe not as maybe it is an eight year deal. Maybe it's they want to go full long term. That's a good bet because New Jersey is a good young team. Like second round this year, they're a good squad. Yeah, there's so many they're, teams that are so close. They're like a deal or two away. Yeah, I Jersey. I like them because I think they're a good blue, blueprint for what Detroit can do. Just mm-hmm. the inverse. Uh, so Detroit, uh, Jersey has an insane forward core. They've had great top picks that are forwards. Uh, they've kind of built their D core through drafting, or sorry, not drafting, uh, the opposite of drafting, free agency and trades. Uh, wings are kind of the opposite. They've drafted their entire D core. Mm-hmm. That's going to be when they're winning. Their entire D core is going to be drafted. Maybe yeah, one free ship agent. them down to the minors. Now they got to get a forward. That's why this draft, wherever they're taken, you got to get a forward, and it's got to be a good one. Mm. Cough, cough, Matvey Michkov. That guy's going to fall down boards. Man, Eisman, if he's still there at five, you pick up that phone and say, hello, get me, what do you want? What's your asking price? We're getting it yeah. to you. Because that's a 60-goal score. People are letting sit there because he has a three-year KHL deal. I do not care. And yeah. watch this guy's highlights. Eisman will be like, I don't care. Stay over there, play your three years. and uh, we'll- You know, he almost, in, in less games played, in less games played, he almost doubled Alex Ovechkin's production as, as a KHL rookie. That's crazy. And he's 5'11 and 180 pounds. He's not 6'3 dominant Ovechkin. Yeah. And he's still this a kid, kid too. Move. And he's still a kid. Like that's the thing. He can still get like he could still fill out and get size and five eleven's not horrible. It's not like five nine or no, yeah, and even five eleven on hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah. If that's accurate to what his weight is, which is probably not. Every guy gives him fifteen every guy in the NHL gives themselves fifteen pounds extra with their gear on or whatever, but like that's still a good like if his frame is five eleven and one eighty, that's a good frame. Yeah. Yeah. That's like sure. like 180 pounds, you're still a solid guy. People will try and say because of the weight standards now and, and like I said, in pro sports where they say, oh, this guy weighs this much, it's all inflated. Mm-hmm. You bring him down to earth, have him step on a scale, yeah, okay, it's more human, right? <laughs> like not For every sure. athlete, and weight's dis- like weight is distributed differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like this kid's, he's like Bedard, he's, he's well built. Good. Speaking we of which, it. Uh, the combine also happened, and although Bedard looked yoked, he didn't really perform uh, insane at anything. But there's a great big guy who Stevie Y is looking at who did well at the combine. Who's that? His name is Sam Honzek, and he would be the guy the Wings would take with their pick 17, or maybe trade up to get with pick 17. He's a six foot four, 190 pound power forward. He he won first place, I think, in the VO2 max touch, which is like endurance, and also max power output. So that's when they test like the the bench press uh, pressure or whatever, mm-hmm. your explosiveness. You uh, won both of those. And, and during the interview, they said uh, Max Boltman from The Athletic, shout out to Max. Uh, love to have him on sometime. Uh, read his articles. Um, he wrote that he interviewed 
this Hanzek kid who's uh he's a Czech Republic kid playing in the WHL. So he interviewed him and he said, Yeah, Detroit was the best interview that I've ever had. I was in there for oh. like almost almost an hour and they asked me and Stevie Y went to all nineteen of his playoff games. Also, oh, yeah. So he's very interested. He went to all 19 playoff games and talked to him after. So I like it. Let's uh, move a little closer to home here. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. We have some new signings. Deadly. 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 There's been what? Three, right? Yes. Three thus far. So far. More to come. Um, do you want to just kind of explain to everybody who we have and where they're coming from and what they so, I know you're probably already dialed in on these guys. So, yeah. So, um, I'll talk about, start about talking, uh, start about talking. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> start talking about, uh, the youngest of them all, uh, 2005 birthday. Um, 2005, Jesus. Or is, he no, or is he in 06? No, I think he's in 05. Still. Kill McCabe. Yes. Terrific young two-way center. Won the MVP for his team with the Sun County AAA program, who has put out many great 73s, the most recently of which is Austin Gouvermont, who mm-hmm. everyone knows and loves. Uh, and guys prior to that, you look at guys like Liam Hall and many of the 73s, Ethan Hamlin, Isaac Legood. A lot of people have dipped their, their feet in the water. That's uh, Sun County Panthers. Uh, great program. Kiel McCabe will be signing with us. Uh, he'll be a full-time 73. Uh, as far as I know, uh, he'll probably slot in. He's a center iceman, although he can play the wing. Uh, as I said, great two-way player, good offense, smart defensive instincts as well. Plays the ice well. Then we get kind of a different player. Uh, if anyone knows and loves, uh, well, obviously you do. If you're a threes fan, you know and love Luke Shirk. Mm-hmm. This kid is a Luke Shirk who has a ring. Yeah. And it's Kale Kuvion. This guy, he's probably, I don't know, like five, seven on a good day. But this kid, man, he outworks everyone else on the ice. Like, like literally, you heard Mark Rado talking about a guy who's going to go out there and work his butt off. It's Kale Kuvion. This guy, he goes around like I said, five six, whatever he is. He's he's pretty yoked, so he's probably a buck seventy five. Just blows guys up on the ice like it's ridiculous, and he's not leaving his feet. He's clean hitting these guys and flattening them. His low center of mass is insane. He's a wrecking ball, and he scores goals. He did well at the junior B level, and he's the kind of kid who's built. For junior C hockey, the jungle as they call it. Look mm-hmm. out, we got Kill Kuvion. That's right, Sutherland Cup champion. Thank you I very love, much. I love Champ does physic- what he wants. I love the physicality too. So, yep. And guess what? His co champion, good strong Woodsley boy, the brick wall on the blue line, Nolan McKibben. Kibber, the iron horse from Woodsley. Look out for this man. He is a nail, you know, six foot. 200 pounds. He's built like like a brick wall. You go to the blue line, say hello to Nicholas Cromwell. That's what's happening. You're getting flattened, like literally. So was he the is he kind of the guy essentially that I said a few weeks ago that I wanted? I want a big, rough and tough D that can hit and Yeah, but he's not an idiot. 
No, I didn't. He's say not going to be going around fighting people and stuff. No, I don't. I just mean I wanted somebody big and physical. That's yeah, what I wanted. Yeah, he's he's big and physical, and he will likely be the um, replacement for. Although I believe Nolan is a right defenseman, which the 73s are in grave need of. Uh, I believe he's going to kind of replace the role that Mateo Trifon had, mm-hmm. and uh, likely improve upon it. Nothing against Mateo, but that's hockey's not his primary sport, and it's Nolan's. Uh, we wish Mateo luck though. Uh, as we already said in the past, he's going to the Western Mustangs, uh, top premier football, uh, program there. So good luck to him. But Nolan McKibben's going to be that same kind of guy. And like I said, he's better at it. The numbers prove it. Had a great tenure with the Leamington Flyers, but he's going to be going on the threes. And he's, and it's not that he's like, he's just a defensive defenseman. Mm -hmm. He'll put up points. I think he went around a third of a point per game at Junior B. I'm sure Mark Rideout is going to look into having this kid run one of the two power play units. He'll be the hop into the rush there. a little bit too, right? Tell him don't be scared to hop into the rush once in a while. He's got a good clap bomb too. We need that on the point on the power play. Yep, yep. very good clap bomb. I, fe- I felt last year when we we kept staying around the outside, like we weren't really too much of a perimeter team. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, Mark is going to fix that because he was the. Uh, <laughs> Power play coach with the Flint Firebirds. Yeah, he's so, a power power play specialist. So, yep. I, I think special I teams in general. That. I think he'll be good with the penalty kill too. So, I expect that to improve. Anyways, those are the three we know as of now. Uh, as we said, uh, we don't know anything else, uh, obviously official. But stay tuned. I have a feeling Mike Paley isn't done. Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way, too, shout out to Mike for the work he's done so no. far. He's assembling a super squad of all super squads. He saw enough last year. All right. Yeah. He's like, you know what? We're done with this. this. We're done with Essex. Yeah. Like the finals, Lakeshore, we get it. You guys are good. You've won it. Whatever it is, five years in a row now, six years in a row. I'm not going to say something because I don't want to jinx it. I jinxed it last year in my own humble opinion. <laughs> but you better be shaking in your boots right now if you're a person from Bell River because Essex this year, oh, you're going to be seeing lots of double-digit scores on that board in the Essex barn, baby. We're gonna and be it's going to be for us. We're going to be looking to do a, a possible hat trick promo with the 73s too, so... Look yeah. At that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Stay tuned. And this also, year. uh, we will be once the seventy threes have listed like, like all their new additions are final. We're gonna be getting them on. Yes, for sure. So, like, I already. Uh, Hopefully, I, we get those in person, though. Hopefully, we'll have all the right equipment by then that we can sit down and talk to them. So we're getting we'll that see. soon. Uh, so later date and a later time, but uh, obviously that's what our hoping goal is for. Mm-hmm. But aside from that. Uh, I think that's all I have. Yeah, I'm fucking tapped, bro. That was a good little chat there. It was fantastic. Uh, once again, Vegas Cup champs, 73s making a lot of noise, and lots of trade talk as usual as we approach the draft. Yeah, so, so our, our next episode, since we're about halfway through June, Tristan's going to go on vacay. So yeah. pr- probably now for the rest of the summer, you'll probably just see us like we'll do an episode around the draft like this where we'll be talking. We'll do an episode. probably. I wouldn't mind doing a live. Yeah, we can do that, too. I, I would love to share my the, thoughts for, for, on the, for draft. the draft. 
Okay. I would well, love to share my thoughts on every single player. Can, that is maybe, what I live for. Well, the draft's the 24th, right? Oh. So, no, we're not doing that. We can maybe. Who knows? Do it. I'm going to come from up north. I'm going to text you every single. We can maybe do it from Free Agent Frenzy. We can maybe go live for a little bit to see. Listen. But the thing is, though. Yeah, it's July 1st. Free Agent Frenzy, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen, though. You're going to be like, oh. We we could be sitting there for three hours before we even get a trade. That's or a signing or whatever. We, we get like a rumor. Yeah. Oh, it's a rumor. Elliot Friedman said he's gonna sign here, and then he signs <laughs> fucking on the team across the country. Like Elliot Freeman for trolled every New Jersey Devil fan for like three months. I, I'm telling you, I think Gaudreau is going to be a Devil. Yeah. Everything is pointing that way. Signs so with the Blue Jackets and Columbus. Bam, gone. Yeah. And he was terrible. Oh yeah. my gosh, Columbus, True. what are you doing? Come on, well, Lee. We're gonna find out. Lee, well, not, they can well, skate, not, but they can't win, man. Yeah, well, it's not it's not Lee running the show there. So no, it should be. Good lord. We're, we're gonna have like I said earlier, we're gonna have to reach out to Lee and see what he thinks of everything kind of going on there. So we'll have to do that for sure. We're we're due for a visit from Lee to see what's Lee up. Harris what's is an absolute on. legend. So that guy's awesome. We'll, so we'll see what's going on with Lee. But in the meantime, yeah. Tristan and I, we're going to bounce. <laughs> yeah. So we're out of here. I work tomorrow. Okay. Last day yeah. of work before vacay. So we'll get that done and over with. He's going with. to work. I'm going to get my ball snipped. So until there next time go. we talk, it'll probably <laughs> we be. We both got a full day ahead of us. <laughs> so, All right. So like I was saying before, I'll run it through again real quick. We'll probably no. We already know what it is. We're gonna do an episode around the trade deadline. Oh, okay. Free agent frenzy. Fuck, I don't know why I keep saying trade deadline. (laughs) But we'll do one around free agent. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick seven month hiatus, everybody. We'll see you next year. Bash one ant. But uh, so we'll do one around free agent (laughs) frenzy, and then the rest of the summer we're probably just gonna drop interviews. Yeah. We'll just drop a bunch of interviews. So yeah, that sounds like a plan. Just you know what, Tristan, fuck off. All right, everybody, look for those until next time we talk. And who knows? We'll give Tristan. you a, our next episode is going to be whenever the Red Wings win a cup. So it... <laughs> we'll see what happens. And All right. this clown here, Tristan, <laughs> we're signing off. We're out of here. See us. <laughs>